What's going on, Miami? Welcome to another episode of the Miami Comedy Podcast. Thank you all for joining me. Happy Wednesday. Someday, everyone. So, uh, let's get this show rolling. Uh, in case you guys are brand new, welcome. Caitlin, Jax, uh, Walter, welcome. So, uh, we go live to talk to the people of Miami about anything you guys want. In particular, today, we're going to be talking about what is it like or would you raise a family in the city of Miami? What are your concerns? What would be your plans as a parent? I personally know a lot of people that met at a nightclub and started a family. And uh, I don't know how that family's going to pan out. I've yet to see those kids grow up. But raising a family in Miami might be a little difficult, you know. Daddy, how did you meet mommy? Well, son, I was at a nightclub, you know, VIP, because that's how daddy do, right? We popping bottles. I'm with the boys. We hanging out. I'm telling the bottle lady, come on over. And then I see your mother walking into the VIP. Now, I don't know who invited her, but your mom was in VIP. So she's walking in. And we looked at each other, and we knew it was love at first sight because the Mollies were kicking in. <laughs> Jax says, I am raising children in Miami. Oh, I know Jax. Hey, Jax. Um, how are you? Happy Wednesday. Uh, thanks for taking your time to joining us, <laughs> or to communicate, rather. <laughs> so uh, what are your concerns, Jax? You being a mother in the city of Miami, are there any special things that you've got to do in order to navigate the city with your kids? Jen, Jennifer Mejia, Jay Wadya, happy Wednesday, yes. All right, so for me, you know, the Miami lifestyle is very different, right? If you ever travel to any other city, you can see the culture shock, right? It's huge. So like as a mother or a dad, especially dads, how do you tell your daughters about you know, the guys that she's potentially going to meet in the city of Miami. How are you going to tell your sons about the women that they're going to be meeting in Miami? You know, as a dad, I probably I don't plan on being a father. Uh, it's something that I'm not interested. I'm not interested in interested in having a kid. I'm already going to reach my 40s soon. and I, I'm still not like feeling it right. Like, I don't want to bring a kid into this world and just, you know, hey, what's up, man? Yeah. How are you? Nice to meet you. I'm your dad. Uh I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing to tell you. I don't know. I just don't feel it. Maybe, well, a lot of parents, a lot of my, my friends, my guy friends that have kids, they tell me, wait until you actually have them because something happens to you psychologically when you see the baby come out. It's like something rewires immediately. And the way my friend describes it, and this is the best way that I can remember it, is uh, he says, imagine getting a piece of your soul and condensing it into a physical thing. And so when you hold it, you know it's a part of you. And so it feels as if this is one of the most important things that has ever happened to you. And I'm like, wow, I really don't want to do that. <laughs> but if it did, maybe my mind would change. It's, it's a catch-22. Manny, will you have kids? Manny, do you want kids? No. But if I have a kid, I can't live without him, you know, or her, right? So... That's my story when it comes to being a parent in Miami. I don't think I'm going to do it, but if it does ever happen, who knows, you know? Some people might even say, some people have told me that I'd be a great dad. I'm very disciplined, very focused, very straightforward. I can articulate, right? I can put ideas together. So who knows, man? I hear that parents, that fathers can happen within 
their 50s, right? There's a lot of guys out there that got kids in their 50s, right? And they're doing great. Um, <laughs> what's up, uh, Jake, Daryl, Bad Ombre, Biro, Epinate, Mr. Performance, Andrea Brown, welcome. So, uh, yeah, what's it like? Or would you ever raise a family in the city of Miami? Uh, another thing is, um, you know, as a, as a, as a, if I were to be a father and I raise like a daughter, I don't, I know I have to tell her about the F boys she's going to meet in the city. You know what I mean? Like this is going to happen. It's like, all right, well, um, I have to tell you, Cheryl, about the kinds of boys you're going to be meeting in the city of Miami. Um, they're very rude and they're going to play with your emotions and you're going to feel major attraction towards that. <laughs> you're going to feel attraction towards manipulative men. I don't know why, but it's better in the psychology that manipulative men that are very emotional and underdeveloped is something you want to know about and try to heal. <laughs> you're inclined to go for this kind of guy from what I can tell. So avoid the emotions that you get based off of these F boys. All right. They're going to make it seem as if they're the best thing that ever happened in your life, but it's really a lie. It's an illusion, Cheryl. Don't fall for it. No matter how flashy they are, no matter how handsome, no matter how many tattoos they have, and then what ends up happening? They're going to go for that guy, right? You ever tell your daughter not to go for a guy? That's the guy they're going to go for. It's just what it is. I don't know how to explain it. It's just what it is. My dad said no, so now I got to figure out why. <laughs> so I'm probably going to make it even worse, right? Um, so... That's another reason probably why I wouldn't want to be a dad, you know? See somebody go through the same thing that I saw growing up. Oh, that's so painful. You know, it's like, oh, man, you know how many times they got turned down by a girl because she wanted an F-boy instead? Now I see my daughter doing this. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> the cycle never ends. <laughs> or if I was a father in the city of Miami and I got to raise a son, you know? I'm, you know, I'll probably be a little more biased raising a son. I'd be like, hey, look, son, you got to get your bread up. All right. A lot of women out there are going to try to take this from you. It's like, dad, I'm five years old. Listen to me. <laughs> right. I'm going to be I'm gonna be talking to him like a war vet. Listen to me, man. All right. I've seen some things. Focus on yourself. OK, make money. F these bitches. <laughs> Just kidding. All right. I'm sure there's lots of lovely options out there for people. Walter says, have kids in your 50s so when they're 18, you can retire from work and parenting at 68. Look at Walter with a loophole. Walter with a loophole. Walter says, have your kids in your 50s so that you can retire by the time they're 18. You kick them out and you tell them, this is what I want. I want to retire right now. And then as you kick them out, you then ask them to give you some money. I need groceries. You're going to look after your dad, right? Look at me, old and decrepit. I need your help. Comedian JJ, welcome to the chat. Will, Rich Lee Comedy, what's up? Welcome. Uh, Jack says, ooh, please don't say her name is Cheryl. That's the first thing that came to mind. What, what would you name your daughter? Do you have a daughter, Jax? All right, what, what would be a very uh, newborn baby Miami name? Uh, what would be a good Miami name for a newborn baby? Let's see. Uh, Martica. <laughs> I think Martica would be more appropriate. What do you think, Jax? 
Two boys. All right. Hi, Aaliyah Hideaway. Welcome to the chat. How are you? All right. We, for those that are brand new in the chat, we're talking about what is it like to raise a family. Another thing to consider, uh, Yami's ladies. Perfect. <laughs> Yo, who, who names their kids these things? Like, as soon as they get bored, uh, let's call her Yami's ladies. There's <laughs> two names in one. Uh, it's better than Cheryl. Okay, so Martika it is. Jax, if you want to make a daughter, let's go for it. Martika. Um, that's like naming her Karen. Wow. Cheryl is like naming her Karen. Uh, dude, I'm not, I'm not having kids, period. I've seen how my friend's kids are turning out. Next level dysfunctional. That's another thing. Great point by Big Jish. Raising kids in internet culture is not the same as raising kids before the internet. All right? Because you might think you're the best parent in the world, telling them about morals and ethics and character. But then they go online, and they will be succumbed to the human behaviors of internet culture. Now, don't underestimate how powerful human behavior is on the internet. Okay? You can teach your children some of the best knowledge that they can have, but they will go online and they will see that quick hit dopamine rush that they're doing on internet culture and everything you've ever taught your kids out the window. I am telling you. How do I know this? Because I've seen uh, people my age doing this. They succumb to childish behaviors based on the internet. Right? Imagine a child themselves exposed to the internet and all the things they do on there. You're going to lose. <laughs> so... That's another thing. Great, great, great point, Big Jish. That's going to be a very difficult thing to do as a parent, uh, especially in today's generation. Steph, welcome to the chat. Jazzy Ann talking about raising kids in Miami. No social media until 18. That kid is not going to grow up correctly. <laughs> that kid's going to be behind. You might as well send your kid over to school with rags on, right? <laughs> They're going to be making fun of the kid. What do you mean you didn't see uh, the new Travis Scott music video as his big comeback what do you mean you don't play Fortnite? Ew! who wants to hang out with him he has no internet access <laughs> gross you don't use the internet what's wrong with you oh <laughs> uh, that's what youtube is for youtube is the internet tiktok taught me more than fiu ever did I think anything will teach you more than a university, especially in Miami, to be honest with you. The only thing that universities are good for, in my, from my experience, I mean, I only went to FIU. I never really went to a high-end one like UM or Harvard or anything like that. But the only thing that I've ever learned about a university is the connections you make once you are out and graduated and you go look for a job with your degree. Is like, okay, now I know people in real estate because of the university. Or now I know people... Uh, from my fraternity because of the university. But after that, like everything else was just you being disciplined enough for you to show someone that you're capable of getting a job, right? I, I really believe that universities and colleges are is just to show people that you can get, look, look how disciplined I am to get good grades and follow the rules, even in the most complex topics like math. How much do you hate math, boss? I can do it. Uh, real world experience is a lot better, especially if you know how to curate it for yourself. Like, you know, if you want to run a virtual comedy club, yeah, I got to teach myself digital marketing, but I can't go to FIU and be like, how do I run a virtual comedy club in Miami? 
your marketing professor is going to be like, what the hell are you talking about? So you got to go out into the trenches and discover it on your own. Um, let's see. Let me go to the chat here. I'm losing it. It's hard to. All right. So Hialeah Hideaway says it's hard. To, <laughs> hold on. I missed this one from JJ. The comedian JJ says, I'm raising a daughter and I'm already ready to quit every day. <laughs> More power to you, JJ. Shout out to your daughter. Uh, Hialeah Hideaway says, it's hard in today's day and age. Social media be effing these kids up. It's dangerous. Very true. All right, so you as a parent, this is what I would do as a parent when it comes to the internet. I would I would be active in explaining the internet to them every day. Like, I would be like a coach to my kid if I was a parent. I would be like, what did you learn today? What did you see on the internet today? How did the internet make you feel? Or how did you feel today? And why, right? And kind of like get that information out of them and then kind of then bring in the insight so that they can be like, oh, 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 that's what's happening. You know what I mean? I think that would be the best way to uh, be a parent when you're really engaging their uh, thought process and the way they feel and any confusion, especially those deriving from social media. All right, very important. That's what I would do. But I'm too busy to be doing that. So that's why I'm not having kids. <laughs> uh, Fortnite is not social media. That's what you think, Jax. Fortnite is a social media game for sure. Everyone talks about it online. They meet up and they play. Um, it sucks, but uh, how do you combat it? Well, that's that's what I would do, Hialeah Hideaway. I would be a coach to my kids and kind of like expose them to uh, their own feelings, emotions, and thought processes of what social media does for them. Jack says, not having a social media is different from no internet use, and internet can be parental controlled. That's part of navigating kids in these times. Okay, well, that's like saying, um, I get your point. They can have access to the internet, and you can control where they go. But they still are being censored from that world. So it's almost like you got to find a real, and I'm, I'm not against what you're saying. This is pretty good, but you got to find the balance. You know what I mean? You got to find the balance where it's like, how do I not make my kid too censored? to the real world, and also uh, having him exposed to what the world is going through right now. You know what I mean? Like, they have to see uh, TikTok to understand what is going on in TikTok, right? They have to see uh, Fortnite for them to understand what is Fortnite. But the thing is, what if they become so succumbed to it that they think it's like a lifestyle, right? All right, we're back. So, um... Steph says, I definitely raise kids in Miami. Give them structure and they'll be okay. That's very vague. <laughs> That's very vague, Steph. You just give them a little bit of structure and they're going to be fine. Okay, let's give them some structure. What does that mean? Uh, I give them $5 a week and tell them have at it. <laughs> Curse and blessing. Says, all right, uh, JJ says, imagine your daddy, young Netflix. She screwed. It's over. Who's your daddy? The hottest in the city. Imagine me as a dad going into a, my kid's elementary school to do a show and tell. All right. And as I go in, they're like, my dad is a comedian. And then I, I, I just get into material immediately in front of the kids. Right. Like I treat it as an open mic. Hey, what's up, kids? How are you? Oh, I see you got a fine ass teacher. Shout out to the teacher. What's your name? <laughs> Oh, uh, Mrs. Martica? Damn. <laughs> you taking? How long you been with him? Where's he at? He ain't here, is he? Oh. 
Oh, Sea Lover Sag, welcome to the chat. Vanda R, Alice, Alice Bail Bonds. Shout out to all the people that run bail bonds businesses. What up, Alice? <laughs> how, do, how do you get into bail bonds business? Isn't that dangerous? And then you got to be a bounty hunter if someone escapes bail or something? Um, Irish Few says, tell them what uh, did they learn from the internet today? Exactly. Uh, I would w- I would not want my kids to have access to things I've seen online or in the streets of Miami. They need to know. They need to know. And they need to know it thoroughly. You know what I'm saying? You got to show these kids what life is all about. But don't let them succumb to it, right? When they get exposed to it, you need to be there. You need to be like, this is that BS I was telling you about. Look at it happening in real time. Rather, all right, so I think one thing that you could do is you can also look at trends and prepare your kids for what they're about to see, right? Kind of like the same way I said, if I was, if I had a daughter, I would explain to my daughter, like, you know, you're going to be seeing a lot of F boys out there. They're going to manipulate you. Okay. Emotionally. And you're going to feel attraction to this. It's human nature. And then when it happens, she's like, look at it happening right now. Oh my God. Yeah. It's counterintuitive. Go against the attraction and you'll find a better guy, but your body's going to trick you otherwise. Oh my God, I feel it, dad. I feel it. My dating life has been exponentially optimized because of this. I know my body is lying to me because of these feelings. And then when I go elsewhere and I explore other options that are not manipulative, I'm happier in the long run instead of in the short. And then behind my back, she's dating an F-boy. She brings her over to dinner. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, that's funny. Sorry. That was more for me. The comedian JJ, my daughter teacher, my ta- my daughter teacher just graduated from FIU, and now I'm the classroom dad. <laughs> Mike Lorenzo, welcome to the chat. Yamox. Yeah, I would look for trends. So, like, I would explain to my kid before I give them internet access... Like, I would explain to them what Fortnite is. It's like, do you want to waste your, you want to, how, I would be like, all right, before the, before you get internet access, let me ask you a question. How happy are you right now? It's like, oh, daddy, you know, I'm very happy. It's like, how much do you enjoy being young? You like being young? How does, how does young feel like to you? Oh, it's amazing. I got toys. I got freedom. I'm just happy kid. I'm like, all right, now, when you go online, there's going to be people saying that happiness is in a video game. Right in the virtual world, and then you have buttons that you can do things in this virtual world, but it's not, it doesn't have your toys, it's only one toy. And then when they go play it in their heads, they're already thinking, Oh, this is just a toy, this isn't life. I'm not gonna be succumbed to this for just four buttons, right? And then you kind of have them thinking a little early, right? You have them, you know, creative philosophers early in their, in their youth. I think that's what you need. You need to make your kids a little more of a critical thinker rather than just going with the flow. But the question is, is the parent a critical thinker, you know, or does the parent also take in content at face value and just let the emotions flow through there? Can you believe what DeSantis did today? I was reading an article that my uncle Harry posted on Facebook. I cannot believe what these politicians are getting away with. Right. That whole thing. Um, <laughs> how do I tell my daughter her daddy? <laughs> oh, JJ, man. Uh, Bill Trust, I still talk to my dad about everything, including my dating life. I got a fresh perspective from him. Well, if he's a good dad, yeah, by all means. 
not all dads are good. I've heard some, I've heard some awful stories about how dads uh, treat their kids, boy and girl. Um, some dads are, some dads like became dads by accident, and then they have resentment towards the kids. Like even if it's unconscious, like they still love you. You know what I mean? Because you're, he he saw you grow up. And I'm assuming some others can be the same way. They see you grow up, and so they, they have some sort of attachment to you, but they were never built to be a parent. You know what I mean? And so they kind of, like, pour their emotional shortcomings on the kids. I've seen that. I've seen that. It's, it's pretty sad. Um, the comedian, how do I tell my daughter don't click the link in her mama? <laughs> Yo, JJ, that is exactly it right there. Uh, keep that one. That's another great one. Uh, I hate Instagram models because of my baby mama. It's all a trap. Yeah. The world is changing, man. The internet is changing the world for the good and the bad. But most people are succumb to the bad rather than the good. You know? Uh, hell, this is a great podcast episode because now I'm being reminded. It was like, oh, man, when I use the internet, I got to use the internet for good. Like if I was a newborn baby, if I had a fresh perspective on how the internet was working, what would I do? I would not spend hours on Instagram. That's one. But I got to make memes, right? We'll make a meme and then just log off for the rest of the day. And then log back in, like everything, and then leave again. Yeah, maybe something like that, right? I got to I gotta start. Um, this, this podcast has actually motivated me to be a little more uh, mindful about internet culture. Thank you, guys. This is great. Um, all right. So let's move away from internet and parenting. And let's look into parenting in Miami specifically. So if you want to raise a family in Miami, what are you going to do about the housing? You know what I mean? There's a housing issue in the city of Miami. You can't be raising a kid when you've got a bachelor pad in South Beach, right? Can't be raising a kid when you're in a gentrified neighborhood in Wynwood, right? You want to make sure that you have enough money to give the kid what they need in order to grow and be uh, satisfied with the lifestyle you provide them because that's what a kid is, man. A kid is such a big responsibility that I, I personally believe that when you have one, your life is like cut in half because you got to give the other half to your kid. You got to invest so much time, energy, money. And if you don't, it kind of like you cut the kid short, right? Kids just like, oh my God, I've got, <laughs> this is my parent. These are my parents. They're only giving me 20%. I, th- I see my friends, they're getting 50% of their parents' resources. I'm only getting 20%. That's rough, man. We in the hood. Survival. Uh, she has to see crackheads so she's not afraid of them in the future. <laughs> Housing is a big thing in Miami. You can't even get a proper house in this city. Everything is high-rises. Okay, everything is apartments. Everything is rental. I wouldn't say everything. The majority is apartment buildings that are leased. If you buy a property in terms of a home, it's going to be in some area that you don't want to be in for a kid. You know what I mean? So that's another issue that I have in terms of bringing up a family in this city. It's like you got to give them either the least apartment life or a home that you can afford in an area that probably doesn't have a good school, maybe not a good social circle that your kid can grow up in, so on and so forth. So this is like an issue, right? Um, that Not a lot of people talk about this. Um, uh, Eric, what up? P. Suarez, welcome to the chat. We're here talking about what it's like uh, raising a family in the city of Miami. By the way, if you guys have any sort of feedback in terms of what it's like to do this, just go ahead and put it in the chat. I'd love to hear it. 
Juicy Fruits by the Sun, welcome. Um, Gunshots brings Valley down. I heard Doral is the new spot. Exactly. I'm right by Doral. And, I, and you know, my... <laughs> and the house that, uh, that my garage is attached to, the Valley is going up, right? But then after what happened that night, oh... All right, you know what? Great example. What happened over in Doral, the shooting, is an example of how emotions and feelings can go against your better judgment, right? You got to show out with your friends. I got a pistol in my back pocket. What? What do you mean somebody's throwing bottles at me? What do you mean they're yelling at me while I'm having a burger over at Tap 42? I'm going to air this place out. Emotions. Lack of discipline. No critical thinking. Most likely, bad parenting. Watching Manny laugh makes me smile. Oh, right. there you go, JJ. Thanks. I'm glad it works. I got to make myself smile while I do these podcasts. Just me. <laughs> Just me and your text. So I got to keep the energy up. I got to smile at myself and laugh at my own jokes. And then at the end of this whole thing, I just lay down like, oh, my God. <laughs> this is very exhausting, to be honest with you guys. It's exhausting in a good way. Uh, doing a podcast where you're just like keeping the energy up, trying to like, you know, talk to people that aren't really here. So I got to like breathe and I got to laugh and I got to smile and I got to be in the zone. Uh, Juicy Fruits by the Sun says city is toxic for a child. City is toxic for an adult. Yeah, there's just too much toxicity in the city of Miami. But that's the kind of lifestyle that we choose to live because how extravagant it is. Why are you putting up with the toxicity in the city of Miami, especially if you got to raise kids? That's a rough one, man. Your kids could be by a barn somewhere in Northern America, right? Where you don't got to worry about any sort of traffic, right? You live in a mountain. Your kid's getting fresh air. There's probably a school where everybody in the next 10 miles is attending, right? Like one big community school, right? They learn how to hunt. They learn how to set things on fire to cook in, right? Survival skills, discipline, critical thinking. How can I survive if the zombie apocalypse were to occur in the United States. <laughs> uh, but we don't want that, right? We don't want that lifestyle. Us here in Miami, we, we already got a taste of the good life, man. Great restaurants, nightclubs, fine men and women, money, drugs, reggaeton, that Latin cuisine. It's over. Like, once you get a taste and a sample of that lifestyle, you don't want to... What? I'm only going in the mountains for vacation. All right? That's not the life for me. I want French fries and calamari where the yachts are parked. <laughs> uh, I'm low-key mad they ain't whooped the shooter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think he's still at large. Uh, Miami, is to- Miami is that toxic ex who cooks good. <laughs> yes. Yes, great analogy. Uh, Jenny Baghdadi. Welcome to the chat. We're here talking about what it's like to raise a family in the city of Miami. Um, The city is toxic for sea animals. We don't care about sea animals. If there's any sea animals left, put them over at Miami Seaquarium where they belong. (laughs) Just kidding. Let those animals free, please. Is the Miami Seaquarium even still open? That's a place to take your kid, right? Look at all the fish we got got left in the city. (laughs) These are the only fishes that actually want to hang. Fishes don't want to hang out in the city anymore because they, we put them in here to, uh, to keep some of them. <laughs> That's a dolphin. They used to swim by Miami Beach before all the cocaine took it over. <laughs> F them dolphins. 
I can go on vacation and make fun of the rest of the world. Exactly. Exactly. You're getting it. You're getting it now. So that's the thing. That's the problem with Miami. We choose this lifestyle. We choose to raise a family here because of all the extravagance we have in this city. I will put my kid's lifestyle on the line <laughs> to stay with this life, to stay with, to keep my lifestyle. I'm going to mess up my kid's lifestyle. All right. Sorry. All right. I like renting yachts and, and, and hiring supermodels. All right. Go hang out with your mom. Which most likely is the baby mama. Because, you know, relationships don't last in the city of Miami. That's another one. That's a great topic right there, too. How can you start a family when you can't find a proper relationship here? (laughs) Everybody out here in Miami shady. They're playing games. They don't know how to act. Everybody's in it for themselves. This is like the wild, wild west, but for the, uh, the southeast. We're the wild, wild southeast when it comes to relationships, man. Just F-boys, gold diggers, and emotionally toxic people that don't know how to act. They play games. They leave you on red. They uh, they like, uh, you know, guys that'll ruin their life. Women that'll ruin their life. Because, you know, guys and girls are both toxic. It's not just one side. I don't want you guys to think that. You know? And that's what we want. How can you start a family with that? And if you do, you're probably going to end up being, you know, a single parent. Because it didn't work out. Daddy, why didn't it work out? Your mom's crazy. Mommy, why didn't it work out with dad? Your dad's crazy. How can you raise a family here? It's crazy. (laughs) Shout out to all the people that are. More power to you. This city is probably against the greater good for you and the family. And you're in there. So congratulations to all the families. Let's have a moment. JJ says, I'm single, not toxic. I was at seven, I was at 11 with somebody's abuela the other night. Uh, <laughs> abuela got ass. <laughs> You're going to eat McDonald's for the rest of your life. Yeah, that's another one. You got to feed your kids McDonald's, you know, quick eats. And they all deform in just a tragic view for a five-year-old. Well, I, I don't remember what we were talking about for that one, Chris. Uh, remind me. Uh, look at these new uh, Cubas. They making those are the real animals. It ain't toxic if she got a man. Yeah, you know what? That's probably a good idea too, man. If you want to get in a good relationship, get with someone that already has a serious relationship. <laughs> oh, man. If you want a good relationship, find somebody who's in a toxic relationship and be their side piece because they're already giving that toxic stuff to someone else. Hey, shout out to your baby daddy, man, because, you know, he's taking up all the bad about you and I'm keeping all the good. <laughs> I want to shake that man's hand. I just want to, like, meet him, in, you know, by mistake and just be like, what's up, man? How are you? I just want to say you're a great person, man. Thank you for being you. <laughs> and taking up all the drama from my side piece. Manny Toxic, y'all. DM Demon. <laughs> uh, it ain't toxic if you unfollow her before the date. Yeah, you know, you got to keep her guess. See, that's some toxic behavior right there. Waiting for your man to F up. No, why wait? Just be there. And then as soon as he Fs up, you're already there. You don't got to work your way in. <clears throat> um, When it comes to the dating life, I've already given up. In the city of Miami. I don't waste my time. Me and JJ talk about this all the time. 
I'm done. Like, if I ever meet somebody, I'll chat you up. I'll ask you out. That's it. Chasing, done with. Uh, going out of my way, done with. Uh, doing the most, done with. I want a man that shows me that I'm special and that I'm important. Done. We in Miami, girl. It ain't happening. <laughs> I got to focus on me right now so that I can make this bread Go somewhere, you know, travel all over the world and remind myself that love isn't dead in another country. <laughs> I'll be running Miami comedy while I'm in uh, Europe, finding myself a girl with an accent and starting a family somewhere in Liverpool. The love of, I found the love of my life in, uh, in Turkey. <laughs> These women are great. The culture's great. Food is good. Lots of curry. I love curry. Family values, not many toxic people in Turkey. How can you be toxic when you're from Turkey? That already sounds uplifting. (laughs) Too much toxicity in the city. You can't start a family here, guys. Uh, I bought my side piece boyfriend a PS5. (laughs) Now we got chilies while he played 2K. Yo, JJ's on fire tonight. They wanna, they wanna be spoiled, but can make, can't make rice. I miss the times. You, well, I wouldn't say that. I'm not into that stuff, man. Uh, these women are great. They don't speak English. No, they're. I mean, a Latin woman. I don't know what you mean by that. Actually, are you being offensive, Steph? I don't see you as the offensive type. Maybe I just misread. Uh, I want me a chick from Albuquerque. Yeah, some place that you hardly know anything about. You know. Hey, what kind of food do you make at Albuquerque? And then they just blow it out of the water. Like, oh, my God. This is amazing. Who knew capers on a piece of toast was so delicious? <laughs> These Albuquerque meals are fire. But they probably won't even match up to the Cuban uh, or Latino cuisine. You know? I don't even know where Albuquerque at. Where are you flying me to? Might as well blindfold me on the airplane and surprise me. Uh, Libby P, welcome. All right. What time is it? 6.36. Let's wind it down. It's my day off. Um, I got some great news coming out for uh, Miami Comedy. Oh, no, referring to you finding a foreign woman in Turkey. Well, did you know that the English language is the number one language in the world? A lot of countries speak English that you wouldn't even know about. I was over at a Japanese store, uh, the one by FIU. I think it's called Good Chef. I was there last night. Great place for ramen noodles, by the way. That's what I'm going to start doing on the podcast. I'm going to start giving shout-outs to, uh, uh, to uh, restaurants and places I visit in the city. Kind of like, you know, little quick reviews or something. Uh, if you're into ramen noodles or Japanese dishes, go check out Good Chef by FIU. Oh, it's so good. Right next to it, there's a market. And it, as I'm walking through the market, I'm realizing that everything, as I'm looking at the packages, everything has an anime character on it. Like, the Japanese always put some sort of character on it. Like picture, you know, like Captain Crunch and Smacks the Frog and those those dudes from Cinnamon Toast Crunch. You know how like they're on children's cereal boxes? Well, imagine that even on adult food, right? Like you pick up a bag of rice, there's a panda cartoon on it, right? Like everything has a cartoon. <laughs> so as I'm walking around the store, everything is written in Japanese, but underneath is in English. Like 98% of all the products I saw at this mart had the English language in it. 
which is that's that's interesting to see. It's almost like everybody wants to cater to those that speak English. Um, if she listens to Bad Bunny, red flag. Yeah, any. Uh, although I like, I like that music when I go clubbing. All right, I don't want to come off like oh f that music. When I go clubbing or I, or I'm making sweet love, I like reggaeton and trap music because like it's like perfect beat. But when you listen to those songs and the things they they're talking about, they're they're these guys are such marketers. This, these pop artists are such marketers that what they rap and sing about is toxic behavior because you're kind of like stuck in that mindset. And so like they know who to. And so, yeah, if she listens to Bad Bunny, like to relax or unwind, red flag because she's just succumbed to those bad feelings. Big red flag, actually. Any guy that listens to Drake is also a red flag. I've noticed every guy that, that I know that's a big fan of Drake are really emotional uh, men that need help with uh, understanding how emotions work. <laughs> I want there to be a survey. Are you a Drake fan? Yes. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much emotional mastery do you have? A 1. I need a 1 dance. Got a Hennessy in my hand. Uh, Droje says, um, I've been living here for four years. I've noticed all Miami women want the girlfriend treatment, but do not want the title and or do the work to earn it just as we men have to work to earn it. It goes the other way, too. Dro J, okay? I'm gonna go, I'm gonna side with the ladies, even though I'm on your even though I agree with you 100 percent There's a lot of women out here that want the best for nothing in return. But the guys also do the same thing. It's more, I think it's more women doing it than guys doing it, right? Because I believe I believe guys that are really good at getting women, they're um it's a smaller percentage than women that can get guys, right? Pretty obvious. But those but those the, that small group of guys that get women, they do the exact same thing. They want the girlfriend experience with her, but they won't like make her official because they have other options. Just like some of these girls don't want an official relationship because they have other options. So it just adds to the downward spiral of toxic relationships in Miami. I've been an F boy. I can still be an F boy. Like I turn F boy on just for fun sometimes. And it just to see if I can like, you know, chat up a girl and make her feel attraction. It works like a charm. It's, it's just, it's just this hardwired thing. Like we can't escape I'm a very logical guy. I'm an introvert. Like, so me, I'm an introvert. I'm logical, critical thinker, philosopher. I love to read. I love staying home. I'm a homebody. But when I get social, I turn on F-boy status. It works. Women just like challenge you. You challenge them back. You, you know, it's, it's, it's just a messed up thing. It's almost as if like I don't even want a, like a very serious relationship with these people because it's like I can imagine if I took this further how bad it would be. So what you're describing, J, is those people that want to avoid those kinds of behaviors as well. So it goes both ways, bro. Uh, so Juicy Fruits by the Sun, for example, says Miami men are too aggressive. All they want is kitty and tequila. Exactly. Exactly. Some guys are just out there trying to hook up. They don't care about your feelings. They don't care about your ambitions. And so women then become cynical and they come across these guys. They don't want anything to do with them. And so when people do get together on these, I guess standards it's it's a it's a s show you know juan estevez says introvert yeah introvert meaning i like staying in i don't like socializing a lot i like chilling at home um right i watch documentaries (laughs) i'm almost gonna cry i'm almost gonna tear up (laughs) talking about this but i will say this now that i've embraced my introvert side i'm a lot happier and I get more done, and I'm healthier, 
Uh, the thing is that the parties have died down a little bit. I don't, uh, I don't meet groups of friends. I don't meet, I don't go on dates as much as I used to. I just stay at home, work, wake up in the morning, run, read, and you know what? Pretty happy. Pretty happy. I, I, I've realized that the less you pursue happiness, the more you get it. But that's for another talk, okay? Not for a comedy podcast. Uh, Lala Vasquez, welcome to the chat. Uh, Franco Interian, what's up, guys? All right, let's wind it down. Thank you all so much, man. This was a fun one. This one was a good one. All right, so it's the questions that count. I got to ask really good questions in order for people to jump in and contribute. We got to get to the core of the issue. So let me ask you guys for a favor before I sign off here. Send me a message. And either, you know, if you're listening on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, uh, on the podcast, Spotify, Instagram, whatever. Send me a message and give me ideas on what kind of questions I should ask the Miami people. And what we can discuss as a group so that we can then create funny memes off of it or like a funny sketch or something. All right. I want you guys to contribute to the page by uh, having more uh, conversations and discussions about our situation being the generation of Miami that we're currently in. Because, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now is going to be another generation. And I'd love to leave like a history of actual people, not, not, you know, um, not stereotypical Miami. I'm talking about the real people in Miami, okay? And really have a... Lala Vasquez says, dating app memes for sure. I got a whole bunch of them. I've exhausted all of them in 2017. <laughs> if you look at my meme page in the back, you know, if you go all the way in the back. Um, all right. So, yeah, send me messages. Let me know what kind of topics you guys want to talk about. Any questions I should ask the people. And then that way we can record a podcast together. All right. Thank you all very much for tuning into the Miami Comedy Podcast. That is it for today. I'll see you guys tomorrow, 6 o'clock. Thank you all so much. To support the podcast, visit MiamiComedy.com slash podcast. Have a great night, everybody.